Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast, where we share faith, have some fun, and strive to add a little bit of sunshine to your day. I'm your host, Jason Bringhurst. Thank you so much for joining me today. In today's episode, we are talking all about temples. These are the temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the temple is not as simple as you might think. So let's jump into this week's episode. So I first just wanted to clarify um, that I am not an authority for the church. I am not speaking for the church. I am just an average member. And so the opinions expressed uh, on today's show and on every show are my opinions only. They're not official opinions of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, so the first question that I have is, what are temples? These uh, are temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is what we are talking about. So what are they? Well, on the church website, we find temples are the most sacred place of worship on earth. It is the house of the Lord. President Russell M. Nelson, who is the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said, Each temple is a beacon of light and hope. The temple, the house of the Lord, stands as a symbol of our faith in life after death and as a stepping stone to eternal life for us and for our families. The temple is a sacred and essential part of God's plan for our happiness, now and forever. I actually have ancestors who worked on the Salt Lake Temple. I remember when I was young going to the Salt Lake Temple with my grandmother, and we went to the visitor center there. And uh, as we were outside next to the Salt Lake Temple, my grandmother pointed up to the side of the temple and showed me the sun, moon, and stars that are chiseled into the stone. And she explained that my great-great-great-grandfather, James Bergen, had actually laid those stones in the temple, and he used to uh, point proudly to them that he had uh, done that work. He was a a stonemason and did a lot of work on the Salt Lake Temple, so I have a neat connection to the Salt Lake Temple. Jen and I were married in the Salt Lake Temple. We've had a variety of temples in our life. Um, When I was young, before going on a mission, the Jordan River Temple, that's the one I would go to. And I went there when I was young with my grandmother through the open house. So I remember when it was dedicated and they had the open house. When we moved uh, to Holland, our temple was in Frankfurt, Germany. And we had to get up very early in the morning, leave about four in the morning, uh, and take the youth to Frankfurt, Germany, do baptisms for the dead, and then turn around and come home and get back really late at night. So that was our closest temple. And that was in 1996, 97, around there. When we were transferred to England, I think our closest temple was in London. And uh, I also was able to go to the Preston, England temple dedication while we were living there. After we came back from living overseas, we moved to Springville, Utah, and our temple was the Provo Temple. After living in Springville for six years, we moved to Highland, and in Highland, we had the Mount Timpanogos Temple in American Fork. Tom Holdman works on temples all around the world, and he is an incredible artist. He does the stained glass windows, and he was working on the stained glass for the Paris Temple. And he called me and said, hey, I've got this stained glass that uh, we're finishing up. We're about ready to ship it to Paris. Do you want to come down to the studio and see it? He has a studio down by Thanksgiving Point and went and saw the beautiful stained glass that was to go into the Paris temple. And he said, are you going to the open house? 
And I said, you know, I've thought about it. I'm really not sure. And he really encouraged me to go. So I went back, started looking at tickets, and uh, we were able to go to the, the open house. And I'm so glad that I, I did that. It was such a great experience to go to the open house and uh, was a great testimony builder for me and a neat experience because I was able to take my wife, Jen, and also our daughter, Maggie, and uh, we had such a wonderful trip. And now um, we've moved to Port Angeles, Washington, and we're uh, a good distance away from a temple. The Seattle Temple is our closest temple. It's actually in Bellevue, about a three-hour drive to get there. So it does take some planning, and currently it's closed, so we can't go even if we wanted to. So some people want to know where the closest temple to them is. There is a list of temples on the church website where you can search for temples in your, your area. Also, if you have the Tools app, formerly called the LDS Tools app, you can go to the menu and then you'll see Temples, and that will show you what temple district you are in and which temple you're assigned to. Uh, as a side note, also on there, there is a button if you, again, go into tools, press the three lines at the top, and scroll down to temples, press temples, there is a button for prayer roll, and you can actually put names into the temple right from your phone. Do we not live in the coolest times ever? As I was putting together my notes for this episode, there were questions that I thought people might want to ask about temples, and then there were some questions that I wanted to find out myself too, so I did a little research so one of the questions that I wanted to know is, how many temples are there now versus when I was born? I'm 50 years old. It's 2020. That means in 1970, I was born. Back in the 1900s. Very long ago. Any guesses? You can guess really quickly. How many temples were there in 1970? I was shocked. <laughs> I was really shocked. Okay, so maybe I should tell you first how many there are right now. There are 160 operating temples. If you add in the ones that are either under construction or have been announced, you get 216. 216, okay? So 1970, when Jason was born, how many temples? 13. You don't need to <laughs> adjust your volume. There was, was I breaking up? Yeah, 13 temples. I, I feel like I'm a pioneer. There were only 13 temples on earth when I was born. That is amazing. So all those years where we were being told as the youth that we were a choice generation, that we were born into the latter days, man, we were. We were born into the latter days. So my son, uh, Xavier, probably doesn't, well, he's never been to the temple because he's, he's eight years old. And he's going to grow up in a world with over 200 temples. That is amazing. Are you curious which temples they were? <laughs> I knew you would ask that question. How did I know that? I had a feeling. I had a feeling you would ask that question. Well, number one. Now, of course, they don't count the Kirtland Temple, and they don't <laughs> I'm looking at my show notes. After I told you that it was Kirtland, not Kirkland, I actually typed Kirkland. Okay. They don't count the Kirtland Temple, and they don't count the Navi Temple because the saints had left those behind. And the Nauvoo Temple was uh, later destroyed by tornado and fire. So, number one, first temple, the St. George Temple. Number two temple, Logan, Utah. That's where my daughter Maggie lives. She's going to Utah State, so she lives by the Logan, Utah Temple. Number three temple, actually one of my very most favorite temples, 
the Manti Utah Temple. I don't know why I ha- I'm drawn to this temple. I love the Manti Temple. I don't know that I have any connection to it other than I just love it. I love everything about the Manti Temple. I used to love going to the Manti Pageant. And uh, sometimes on a Sunday, we would just drive out to Manti and go walk around the temple. I have some pictures that I took a few years back of our kids out by the Manti Temple. Something about that temple. I love the Manti Temple. Number four. If you didn't know, um, you'd say, what was the first temple after the saints came to Utah? They'd think the Salt Lake Temple. As I mentioned, the Salt Lake Temple is very dear to me. I have a very strong connection to it with my ancestors. It's where my grandparents, uh, my grandmother Maggie and grandfather Phil Aldridge were married. Uh, It's where my wife and I were married. And I love the Salt Lake Temple. I miss living in Utah. I miss Temple Square. Temple Square, I just feel at home there. There are... I think three temples that I really feel like I have a connection with and I'm really drawn towards. The Salt Lake Temple, the Manti Temple, and the Nauvoo Temple. Now, the Nauvoo Temple is not on my list here. I had ancestors in Nauvoo, and I just love the Nauvoo Temple. I love Nauvoo. Again, I'm just I'm drawn to that place. Every time I've gone to Nauvoo, I don't want to leave. For some reason, I just I really love Nauvoo. Okay, so... Salt Lake Temple, dedicated in 1883. It took 40 years to get that temple built and dedicated. Number five, Hawaii, dedicated in 1919. How cool is that? By Heber J. Grant. Number six, Cardston, Alberta Temple. Isn't that interesting? We had uh, a settlement of saints that moved up to Alberta, Canada, and there was a temple dedicated by Heber J. Grant in 1923. Next, Mesa, Arizona. Now, just knowing me, if I were to have a choice to go to Alberta or Mesa, I probably would head south. I also have a tie. I have ties all over the place, I guess. But on the Bringhurst side, we're all from the southern Utah area. My dad was born in Tokerville. And so the Hurricane, St. George, Tokerville area, all that area is where a lot of the Bringhursts are from. And if you're from that area, you say hurricane. You don't say hurricane. I love the St. George area. Love the St. George Temple, but my top three are Salt Lake, Manti, and Nauvoo. Okay, so Mesa, Arizona, 1927. You're number seven. Number eight, Idaho Falls, 1945. That's an older temple than I thought. That's cool. Number nine, Bern, Switzerland Temple, 1955. So a little side note about this. As as a missionary, we had this VHS tape that we would share quite often with members and investigators called Quel Bien Précieux. And this uh, in English is How Rare Possession. So back to the Bern, Switzerland Temple. In this video, uh, How Rare Possession, there is a story of Vincenzo di Francesca. Uh, He's an Italian pastor in the 20th century who finds a Book of Mormon in a garbage can. And he starts reading, takes it home, cleans it, reads it. And he's convinced that this is uh, the word of God, that he's found this incredible book. But the cover was missing. He didn't know what the name of the book was. So anyway, it takes him a while, but he finally finds out that it's the Book of Mormon and starts corresponding with church headquarters. There's the war that happens. And so it, it takes him a long time before he is finally able to be baptized. And it talks about the mission president, President Bringhurst, 
And everyone would always look at me when they would say President Bringhurst. So about the Bern Switzerland temple, President Bringhurst said, I prayed earnestly for guidance. President Samuel E. Bringhurst of the Swiss-Austrian mission was put in charge of finding the property and found the property for this Switzerland temple. President David O. McKay approved the site for the temple in the summer of 1952 and placed Samuel E. Bringhurst of the Swiss-Austrian mission in charge of procuring the property. I always knew that I was related to him um, when people would ask me about that, but I wasn't exactly sure how I was related to Samuel E. Bringhurst. But um, we're not a very close relation. If you go back in our family history, he is my great, 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 great grandfather's brother's grandson. So anyway, we are related. It's just that you got to go back a little ways. Uh, But it was always funny during that video. I would always get the looks like, whoa, do you know this person? Is this this a relative of yours? But I do have a connection to the Bern Switzerland Temple. Okay, number 10, Los Angeles, California in 1956, dedicated by David O. McKay. Number 11, Hamilton, New Zealand in 1958 by David O. McKay. Number 12, London, England in 1958 by David O. McKay. And finally, number 13, Oakland, California Temple in 1964 by David O. McKay. So those were the 13 temples that were operating when I was born back in the 1970s. Can you believe that? That blows my mind. A couple more questions before we wrap this up. Which temple is the largest temple? It is a Salt Lake temple, 253,000 square feet. And the next closest temple is actually the Los Angeles temple, 190,000 square feet. How many temples are there in Utah? There are 19. Do you want to hear which ones they are really quickly? So starting with the oldest, going to the newest. The Logan Temple, Manti Temple, Ogden Temple, Provo Temple, Jordan River Temple, Bountiful Temple, Mount Timpanogos Temple, Vernal Temple, Monticello Temple, Draper, Utah Temple, Ochre Mountain Temple, Brigham City Temple, Payson Temple, Provo City Center Temple, Cedar City Temple. Now, the Salt Lake Temple is listed next, but that's because it's under renovation and it will be rededicated after the renovation. So we have the Salt Lake Temple, Next, the St. George Temple, which is also under renovation, so it will be rededicated. Then two under construction right now, Saratoga Springs and Taylorsville. Now, I didn't see the Orem, so this may not be up to date because I thought I thought that the Orem Temple, I know they had the groundbreaking for the Orem Temple. Maybe it just hasn't been updated. Anyway, that is on churchofjesuschrist.org uh, forward slash temples forward slash list. That's where I got that. From the church website. So I, I actually think there might be at least one other uh, temple that's not listed there. Okay. How many temples are in Washington? That was one thing that I wanted to, to look at. There are three temples in Washington, Richland, Spokane, and Bellevue. Now Bellevue is a Seattle temple, but it's located in Bellevue. Okay. This is a good question. How many temples have an angel Moroni? This was kind of surprising. 169 temples have the angel Moroni. What was surprising is 38 do not have an angel Moroni. Now, I know that sometimes there's a city ordinance or whatnot that will not allow the angel Moroni to be on the temple. So that doesn't stop us from building temples. We do not have to have the Moroni on top. Okay, a couple of last things. What are the two nearest temples? Now, this one I thought was interesting, meaning in proximity to another temple, what are the two nearest temples? Well, that goes to the Provo City Center Temple, and the Provo, Utah Temple. 
they are 2.4 miles away from each other. This one surprised me probably even more. Outside of Utah, I mean, sorry, outside of the USA, Lima, Peru, and Lima, Peru, Los Olivos Temple, 7.9 miles distance from each other. That's awesome. 7.9 miles. So I pulled a lot of this information from the church website and then also a non-official church website called churchofjesuschristtemples.org, but I do believe that it is all accurate. In conclusion today, I hope that this has been a great insight into what the temples are of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what uh, goes on inside the temples. The temples are beautiful. Um, If you've ever driven by one, walked around the grounds, they are magnificent, and there are so many around the world now. It is, it is fantastic. I try to explain as much as possible because we do have a wide variety of listeners. We have uh, listeners actually all around the world, and that's, it's amazing because our podcast is not that old. It's still a pretty new podcast. Just looking at some of the locations from where we have listeners now, um, of course, the United States is the largest, but then we have Australia, uh, Canada, United Kingdom, Germany, Indonesia, the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, and a lot of our listeners are of other faiths. And to some people, this is a great insight into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and uh, some of our beliefs and some of the things about our church. I know the majority of the listeners probably are also of the Latter-day Saint faith, but um, I try to make sure that I'm clear when I'm explaining things so that even if you're not of our faith, that you will understand what I'm talking about. The temples are beautiful. The most important thing to me about temples is, of course, that um, I was sealed to my wife when we were married, and I believe that that uh, sealing is for time and all eternity, not just until death do us part. And um, when we have children, we believe that they are born under this covenant, and this covenant means that they also are sealed to us for time and all eternity. My greatest treasure in my life, if I strip away everything, all the blessings that I've been given. My children and my wife are my greatest blessings. Um, I love my family, and I am so grateful that we have had the opportunity to be sealed as a family for eternity. That is what temples are. Everything from the exterior to the beautiful decorations inside, they are beautiful. But what's more beautiful is that these represent the house of the Lord, the majesty and the power of God, and it is his house. And I am so thankful for the opportunity to have been sealed to my wife and my children. That is what makes temples so important to Latter-day Saints. Well, thanks so much for listening. We hope that you've learned a little bit about the temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we also hope that we've added a little bit of sunshine to your day. We would appreciate it if you would rate and review the episode. And if you did like it, please share it. It will help others find this podcast. So until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest. Cheers.